That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to a special emergency episode of the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast. I'm Brian McCullough. As I said on today's normal episode, when I heard the news this morning about Spotify and podcasting, I reached out to Nick Kwa on a whim, but I didn't expect to hear back because I knew he was in Malaysia visiting family. Ain't that always the way. It's when you go on vacation that the news beat you basically invented has its biggest news cycle ever. Well, Nick was kind enough to jump on Skype right away. Might be a good idea to listen to today's episode for context first, but you're about to have some analysis of today's news from the foremost authority on the subject. And also... Okay, and now as promised, Nick Kwa on the day's big podcasting news. Thanks for being willing to jump at a moment's notice there. Oh my god, it's been... I'm so tired. <laughs> you know and what? I, have to, I have to turn around another what? piece for Vulture in a, in a couple of hours. You know what? Can we can we be uh, recording now? Because I want... Let's start there. <laughs> what? I'm right ahead. I'm, I'll tell you, this is my setup right now. I have like a beer open, and I'm like chewing on a bun. <laughs> so uh, I take it the last, I don't know, 72 hours have been a little crazy for you? Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, let's start. Let's start with um, let's start with the most recent news. Uh, by the way, uh, full disclosure: um, Anchor is our web host or our podcast host. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, where did this uh, Anchor deal come from? Um, I well, I I can't speak to the sort of the TikTok of what exactly mm-hmm. happened behind the deal making, but um, on the face of it, the Spotify acquiring Anchor makes a ton of sense. Uh, we do know that um, Spotify would benefit from uh, a backend that would work for podcasting for its for its uh, interests and adventures in podcasting. And we also know that um, Spotify has some interests around figuring out the advertising monetization side of the po- whatever podcast way they're going to get into. And so by acquiring Anchor, they get two pieces there, right? They get the hosting aspect. Um, and they get the um, Anchor's recently launched Anchor Sponsorships uh, Advertising, which is an in-platform advertising marketplace. It was sort of their attempt to um, figure out how to let the shows or help the shows that are hosted on their platform be able to find advertisers and make money. Essentially, yes, it's, a, it's the, a marketplace, right? And, and, and again, I have direct knowledge of this. Um, it's super nascent. Like, I think they've had right, le- less, new. less right. than five ads in the system so far. So it's not like, you know, this is some sort of ad sense for podcasting that, that has, you know, been around for six or even a year and, and made, uh, you know, a ton of money. Like, this is super early days for, for their marketplace. Right, absolutely. Um, but my understanding is just that it's a sort of like, you know, they could try to jerry-rig whatever hosting solutions they have that they use music uh, on their end, or they could acquire something that was built specifically for this community and this sort of creative, this creative asset class. Um, and my understanding is that they don't, they won't actually need the advertiser sort of base that's on the Anchor sponsorship uh, marketplace. 
um, because they have their own brand relationships. They have whatever's coming in with Gimlet. Uh, what they need are the pipes and some sort of um, structural, you know, pathway forward to to make this work. And so I think that that was the thinking behind the the anchor acquisition. Of course, it's all it's it's barely been a couple of hours as we're talking. I'm still trying to dig through the details of this, mm-hmm. um, including the price, which I still don't know. And um, I'm hearing like a wide range of, of gossip right now. Um, but on the face of it. The anchor um, acquisition makes perfect sense within the context of what Spotify is wanting to do. Um, the Gimlet thing is a little bit more surprising, um, specifically because of the price that they paid, which is, uh, as I reported, $230 million. Have you, you, uh, you were able to confirm that? I, w- I was able to. Um, this is before the deal closed. So, mm-hmm. be- so I published that on um, Friday. Um, and it closed a couple of hours ago, and so the price might have changed before that. But that was the number that um, I could I could report that was that was floating around. So just you know, I live here in Brooklyn, where you know, center of the podcast universe. Friends of mine in the podcasting industry um, are super super shocked at that price tag, over two hundred mm-hmm. million dollars. Are you surprised by that? I'm very, very surprised. Uh, to put this in context, the closest comparable deal uh, was last fall's acquisition. Uh, uh, by iHeartMedia of Stuff Media, which is the publisher of such fine programs as How Stuff Works, Stuff Your no, Sorry, Stuff Your Mom Knows, uh, Stuff You Should Know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that that company, Stuff Media, um, ha- publishes about the same number of owned and original shows, um, and has about uh, a hit the staff size is about half of Gimlet. Gimlet has 120 employees. Stuff Media has 50. And that that acquisition went for 55 million, and so it's quite a jump to go from 55 to 230, which raises the question of what exactly is Spotify acquiring here, or um, is this just their way of being really, really excited, or want to make a big statement about their foray into podcasting, um, or if they're seeing something else that that we're not quite sure of uh, on the outside. Well, what's your what's um, your theory on that then? My my gut feeling. Is- that so on the one hand you, you have a couple of different things you have the fact that Gimlet is a particularly buzzy brand um, and you have uh, a sort of a really really willing buyer on the part of Spotify who's which is flush of cash and um, and it's able is in a position to pour the kinds of money into the space that that podcasting simply has not seen before it's podcasting is a small village it's not used to wealth um, and my my big theory revolves also around um, Gimlet Cre which is Gimlet's branded podcast division it's essentially their team that produces um, both advertising like in episode advertising, the the sort of um, experiential stuff to promote, I don't know, uh, you know, Ford, Mastercard, you know, the, whatever Casper mattresses companies that they, that that advertises on podcast, and they also create a number of branded shows. I my feeling is that some of that team will inform whatever advertising experiences will go throughout Spotify podcasts in general or podcasts on Spotify in general. So right, actually, we'll we'll get to uh, Spotify in a second. But um, would the theory be that that there would still be ads on um, podcasts on the Spotify platform? Yes, I I would imagine that would be the case. Um, and that on top of the fact that Spotify would practice some form of exclusivity around the shows that they've uh, from Gimlet that have acquired. What's your um? I, I'm I'm rapidly trying to look through your emails here. But what's your tinfoil hat theory? I My tinfoil hat theory yeah. is the is the fact that Gimlet Creative accounts for a significant proportion of the the sort of difference in value. Mm. Um, why it's significantly more than fifty five? My my tinfoil hat theory is that uh, they bring something to the table that uh, stuff media couldn't, and that Spotify values that the the branded podcast stuff quite a bit, or, or the possibilities of it anyway. 
and because Gimlet already has relationships with people like Ford and and uh, beyond even the universe of Caspers. Right, right, right. And you know, Gimlet is a very, very buzzy podcast company, perhaps the buzziest. It's the press loves them. Um, they are they they have inroads into Hollywood at this point in time. It's it's just sort of a sexy company, but in different ways. The question is, is it two hundred thirty million dollars sexy? And and I, and I don't know. You know, I, I'm not a corporate development person, so I, I really don't. I'm unfamiliar with this world. All right, well then let's let's look at the the Spotify angle here. Um, so a smart person was telling me over the weekend, uh, um, and I think you've talked about this too, that it doesn't matter if you're if you're one of these companies that is making that sweet sweet uh, recurring revenue from subscriptions. It's all about people's time. So, it, like, should we be thinking of this as Spotify understands that and that it doesn't matter if it's audio, video, or whatever, as long as they have your time, that's the thing that they want to grow and monetize and, and turn into a huge platform? Yes, absolutely. Um, I believe the CEO, Daniel Eck, uh, explicitly said that in an interview a couple of hours ago, in which the, the point is uh, about their sort of push into podcasting is that a you know, a unit of podcast is able to drive a more time spent on the platform than a unit song. Actually, um, uh, can you underline that? Because I was surprised by that. You're saying that they're seeing that people that listen to podcasts on their platform, actually, they can convert those into paying subscribers and th those people end up listening to more music as well. Um, I no, I don't think they've outlined that specifically, but I think the theory is that people who listen to oh, a People who listen to podcasts tend to be really, really engaged audiences in general. That's sort of one of the fundamental tenets this um, this medium, and and sort of it, that's been its sort of narrative for the longest time. And the, and B, it's a, it's a sort of like the the, the very um, straightforward, you know, a podcast generally goes for longer than uh, a song. A song goes for three minutes, five minutes. Very rarely does it go to ten, twenty, but podcast episodes average, you know, twenty to an hour. And so, you know, a unit podcast, um, it, you know, keeps a person on the platform longer than a unit song. Well, and then there's the obvious Netflix analogy where um, with music, uh, Spotify has to play ball and give a ton of money to the record companies. But potentially with podcasts, there's less of that. And then there's the whole, again, Netflix concept of you would have your own library of content in-house. Right. Again, um, I Interestingly enough, um, Spotify C uh, CFO, uh, I forgot his name, but um, he is the former CFO of Netflix, and he explicitly mentions that they're sort of shadowing or mirroring that strategy uh, in the early goings of this podcast thing. Um, so do you think, again, looking at uh, Spotify specifically from uh, a larger lens, um, I think I read you say once that you wouldn't be surprised if Pod, if, if Spotify also evolves into video and, and other mediums as well, as, not just audio, you, you wouldn't be surprised if a few years from now, like Spotify would launch its own, st say, streaming video series or something. Actually, they've already experimented with that. So mm. um, a couple of years ago, they rolled out something called Spotlight, which is their take on original video content. Um, first of all, I mean, I think video is just incredibly difficult at this point in time, especially um, on the one hand, you have YouTube, Basically, commanding uh, the, the majority of the universe when it comes to sh you know shorter or shorter form or user uploaded um, uh, video content, um, and then you have whatever war is going on uh, between Apple again Netflix and Amazon with the longer form feature presentational uh, programming, and so um, 
I, my sense is that they tried video, didn't work out, um, and now they're they're trying uh, podcasts. And um, or would you also, also could also broadly think about it as talk radio or talk audio content more broadly? Um, so I've heard some talk that there are other players that have been sniffing around as well. And, and you know, again, the analogy to streaming video where, you know, uh, uh, Disney's going to have its streaming video, uh, Universal's going to have its streaming video. Have you heard any uh, talk of other players sniffing around uh, podcasting companies at the moment? So you're, talk, you're, you're saying, will we see other acquisitions not by Spotify, but, but right. podcast companies. Uh, you know, um, maybe Apple, seeing as how they're the sleeping giant forever in this space, um, potentially they might, uh, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but have you heard other players sniffing around this? Right, I can't speak, obviously I can't speak on behalf of Apple or any of these companies. Um, and, you know, I again, I've heard rumors flying in all directions. Then again, I also heard, you know, rumors that um, the, the Earth is flat, you know, but that's just kind of not true. Um I, I cannot verify any of the rumors I've been hearing, but the theory is that um, with Spotify making such a big, loud leap into podcasting, my guess it'll shock some sort of arms raise. You've got Spotify locked in heated battle with a bunch of different other platforms, including Pandora, which itself has its own podcast play going. They just released something called the Pete Podcast Genome Project a couple of months ago. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Apple changes or shifts its position somewhat as a result if it ends up caring um, again it really depends on how they view their um their focus in in the services department right now uh, but you know we're also talking about um companies that are on platforms right we're also talking about like how will um you know content nas react to something like this how will right, um right. you know other media companies react to this you know it this is a signal that this is a pie worth eating and you know fomo is a really strong driver even if it's not obvious that it's FOMO. Um, all right, the final question, and again, this is zooming out to the big picture. You talked about this uh, in, in your most recent emails, uh, but what do, you, what do you think that this says uh, about podcasting as an industry? This is clearly some sort of a seminal moment. Um, uh, just, I'd be curious your, your big picture take on, on where this puts podcasting right now. Um, I mentioned in my newsletter and in very melodramatic terms, uh, because I'm a melodramatic person, this is um, not a turning point, but it's an end of an era. Um, we have been living through quite an interesting couple of years, which, and I would argue that this specific era started with 2014, when you had this confluence of events, you had serial exploding, and you also had the fact that Apple uh, had bundled um, the podcast app by default with the with the latest iOS version that year. Um, and it sort of uh, was this chain reaction that drew a significant amount of attention to an industry that had already been growing steadily year over year. It just kind of supercharged it in a bunch of different ways. Um, and there, throughout this past couple of years, it, there was this sort of sense that um, there were many different competing visions that stood a chance to win. We have communities that still believe in podcasting as the frontier for, for open publishing. And we have communities that see it um, as uh, a space to build new empires. You know, um, And with this big acquisition that brings in money, the kind of money that we've never actually seen before, um, it raises the stakes to a whole new level. I don't know what comes next. Uh, it's going to be incredibly messy. People are going to get upset, but it's also generally... It's just generally change, and it's both good and bad, and I think people um, are just going to have to 
um, work, move really quickly to figure out how they fit into this new landscape. Uh, I, I lied. Real quick, two more questions. Right. Um, do you think, uh, you know, I've heard for, for years now people talking about, well, somebody's going to build a Netflix for podcasting, the idea being it's subscription, it's paid walled, that sort of thing. Um, do you think that this is this a play in that direction or do you expect Spotify to still to go in the ad supported and, and, and still anyone can listen direction? I obviously I don't know. Mm, right, um, right, right. I'll, I'll say I'll say a couple of things. One, we will see um, a clearer, a purer sort of Netflix for podcasting play come out soon. There's this company called Luminary Media that raised $30 million uh, plus plus um, at the beginning of 2018 um, that's, that you know, wants to be or wants to test out a theory of whether you could create a pure paid plat- a podcast platform. And you know, we'll see that model get tested out. And we don't really know how the Spotify thing is going to shake out. It's a big swing. Again, it comes up to execution. We have to really see whether they're able to drive um, its users to podcasts and whether it's able to create podcasts that people want to listen to or they're able to surface a wider universe of podcasting to an audience that's never heard before, um, here to heard podcasting before. And so we are at the beginning of, of a lot of different movements. Um, and whether, you know, I mean, the, the idea is always that the opportunity is always there for a paid podcasting platform. That's a, uh, the opportunity has always been there for like Google podcasts to actually make Android users finally listen to podcasts. But um, all of this comes under execution, and we'll, we'll really have to see who plays with with who and and who implements a better feature. Um, it, it really, you know, it really comes down to to uh, a, a better role of attrition at this point. And then the final thing I want to say, I want to amplify something that you said in in your newsletter, uh, Alex Bloomberg. You owe us a new episode of Startup that talks about this entire process. Obviously, you can't. You got to wait for the dust to settle, and and hopefully Spotify is on board with it too. But um, man, I I need I need that startup episode talking about this whole process. You know, it, what I also find additionally interesting is I was re-listening to the first season of Startup over the weekend, um, and it's a completely different show now. And I, I personally, as a person who also reviews uh, or writes uh, podcast criticism for New York Magazine. I'm curious as to how Alex Moberg's ever going to make another show again or make another episode mm, again. Mm. He is not the same person. Um, his power has been in his relatability. It's incredibly difficult to relate to a multimillionaire. Um, and so I'm curious to see what his next artistic phase looks like. Yeah, but it's in, uh, the story there is what does it feel like to become a multimillionaire? Anyway, uh, Nick, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking time out uh, on the drop of a hat uh, to talk about this and uh, enjoy your so-called vacation, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know, f- everybody, I just want to, you know, be on the beach. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck here right now. Nick asked for no more news. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs>